Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Ni hao. Privyet. Bonjour. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Terrific show for you today with a talented guest, assistant soccer coach for the Mississippi State women's team, Nick Zimmerman, joins the show. Coach Zimmerman played his collegiate career at James Madison University. He had 75 appearances, scoring 13 goals as a central midfielder. Professionally, Nick was drafted in the 2009 MLS draft by the New York Red Bulls. His professional soccer career also included an MLS stop for the Philadelphia Union and with the Carolina Railhawks in the North American Soccer League. He began his coaching career at Columbus State University and now works with the forwards and midfielders for Mississippi State. On today's episode, the Tampa native discusses how he changed his coaching during the pandemic and the challenges that came with not having the same access to his players as normal. Nick also reflects on his playing career both professionally and at James Madison. And finally, Coach Zimmerman shares with us his philosophy on yes and instead of yes but. It's a small optimistic shift in his paradigm that has helped him flourish as a coach. Nick was filled with a ton of energy. He was such an awesome guest. As a coach, he's a reservoir of soccer knowledge, but more importantly, he cares about his athletes. He's incredibly positive. He wants to see his athletes succeed, and he's going to do whatever he can to help in their development on and off the pitch. Really enjoyed the conversation with Nick. Terrific answers to the questions, and uh, I can probably say that while Nick is in Starkville, I'll be cheering on Mississippi State every step of the way. Stoked for you guys to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on former professional soccer player and current collegiate soccer coach, Nick Zimmerman, and let's learn. Hey, coach. What's happening, brother? Are you in, uh, you in Mississippi right now? Yeah, Mississippi now. Uh, just got back late Sunday. Got COVID tested Monday morning. Got the results back, and now we're back in the office. I appreciate having me. It's uh, you know obviously I'm going on your page, and you are definitely talking to uh, you know a big number of people, but people that have done some amazing things. So excited to be on. So thanks for having me. The theory is everybody's a scholar, and so today you're the scholar. Today you're the guy <laughs> we're going to learn from. So I'll have to tell my mom that. So. Oh. <laughs> in case she doesn't believe it right uh, is this a good time to be a Buccaneers fan is that what you are as well is that well so the funny thing is I was born in Rhode Island and so uh you know Patriots back when they had Parcells and stuff like that it was it was tough days and then we got Brady and it was happy days and now Brady leaves and then it's back to bad days so uh yeah. my mom says she likes the Bucks now all of a sudden but she couldn't name anyone other than Brady so uh, <laughs> that's how it works how about the Rays you roll with them I like the Rays. I, you know, I liked it when they had Madden because he was, you know, he did it with the low budget. And then I've actually, to be fair, I've always been a Lightning fan. You okay. know, they've been awesome. We actually had Marty St. Louis, who lived down the street from us years and years ago. Um, and so he was awesome. And uh, we've been following them. Fun to watch. And again, I think we, you know, me and my father, especially we like coaches that are, that are, you know, very good in their field, you know, so the coach now that's at the lightning is very good. Um, you know, he was doing really well with minor league and they didn't want to lose him, So they, you know, basically fired the head coach that was doing quite well to retain Cooper. And, uh, so it was, it's been fun. It's been, uh, it's been neat, but it's, it's good for, it's good to be in Tampa right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned Madden. I think he might be the number one coach aside from Belichick that I'd love to have an alcoholic beverage with. I think he'd be fun to just oh, shoot it around be. with. He'd be awesome. You know, he'd be, he'd be, I'll tell you the guy he reminds me the most of is Leach in his comments, you know, like you're sitting there and like all of a sudden you're like, what just happened? Um, but, uh, do you no, have I, a, do you I have a Leach story? Have you interacted uh, with Leach? No, well, the funny, oh. no, I mean, the, the thing was, is so my, uh, 
I, my girlfriend works at a, a clothing store here. And yeah. so when they got Leech, you know, he was like, they needed to wear a suit. And he was like, I don't, he doesn't do suits, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, like they flew him in after hours. And they said, hey, can we call in favor? And she happened to be working. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that likes cargo shorts and sandals, you know, he's, he's a man of, of his yeah. principles and, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm, I'll give the suit back, you know, like I'm, I'm not really a suit guy. So, uh, but that was it. I met him once. He was, he was super nice. And, uh, you know, he's been, um, he's been a lot of, a lot of fun for people here. So, yeah. uh, it's been good. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So first yeah. of all, as a coach, as a coach, how did you handle the unusual year and how did the daily uncertainty affect your, your day-to-day life as a coach and the, and the normal things that yeah. you're used to? Yeah, I think that the hardest part, right, is, is a word we tried to use as a staff a lot and it's just be flexible, right? You know, I mean, there's so many things of, of, of things that we can't control, right? And so if we, get, if we get regimented and we get frustrated and we get worked up because we get thrown off of, of our daily routine, I think it makes it a lot more challenging. And, uh, you know, the players, the staff, they're looking to us for, for guidance. And if we look flustered, if we look like this is terrible, then, you know, then it, it obviously, it affects them. So I think the big thing for us was, is, Hey, listen, it's okay. We'll figure it out. It's going to be all right. You know? And, yeah. and obviously with COVID going on, it affects everyone differently. It's, it's not something that's just here in Mississippi. It's, it's across the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's sports as we know it shut down. Um, so COVID was much, much bigger than, than Mississippi State women's soccer at the time. It was yeah. making sure that everyone was healthy, and uh, it challenged us. You know, I think for, for me, I, I challenged myself to, to read and learn and become more of a student in certain, certain environments, um, you know, and, and handling, handling adversity and, and calling coaches and, and mentors and, and people that I trust um, and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like what's, what are you guys doing? Have you found things that, you know, that you found that you've had success or the kids have resonated with or things that you've done that they didn't like, um, you know? And so the big thing for, for us was just trying to be flexible and understanding that this is imperfect and it's, it's going to constantly be ever flowing and ever changing. Um, and, you know, through that, I, th- I think the ones that handle it the best are, are the ones that, you know, we were fortunate. We didn't have a single COVID positive test during season. Yeah. You know, so credit to the kids, credit to the students, but it was also a credit to the to the culture that they want to be a part of. And they wanted a season to go on. There's a lot of people behind the scenes making things happen to try and allow them to play. And uh, they did an unbelievable job. Was that somewhat counterintuitive in the sense that usually athletics were so used to structure, right? You got to practice, you have everything right. lined out, you yeah. want that structure in place. So was that, was that easy at first as far as being yeah, flexible? I, I think, I think like, you know, Nick Saban said it the best, right? He said, you know, if we're not with these kids, the structure really becomes, it's really tough, right? Kids are going this way, this way, especially now when you don't have the opportunity to social, you know, like social interaction, I think is, is why you go to college, right? Is that, is that, that bond, those relationships that you form and, and, you know, having us be in a smaller bubble, it at least allowed us to kind of dictate what a normal day would look like. And, uh, you know, for us, it was, we're going to try and train in the morning. We're going to try and do video. Then you're going to try and go to class, whether it be via Zoom, via online, via in person. Um, and then, you know, we're going to try and repeat the process. And, and just 
lean on each other. Um, and, and we became even closer as the season went on because yeah. it was, it was, you know, it was us in this bubble and, and obviously they made a lot of sacrifices. In addition to that's how you became closer. In what ways do you felt you became a better coach with maybe some of the new habits you picked up or yeah, just new ways think, of going about? Yeah, I think uh, the funny thing is, right, is, is you know, I, I was fortunate enough to play, you know, pro soccer for a while, but you look at it and go, everything you used to think of where it's just soccer, 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 there's so many other intangibles that are involved in, in the world, right? And so you kind of take a step back from soccer and just make – sure that you're present as a, as, a, as a role model, as a mentor, as a friend, and making sure, hey, listen, take the soccer out of it. Like, how are you doing? Are you, is your family okay? Are you okay? You know, how are you doing in school? Like, the, the biggest thing I think that we found in sports, in, in college sports, is the mental side of it, right? And, and that what it does to, to teenagers, you know, and, and young adults that, that aren't allowed to, to interact, right? I mean, it takes a toll on you, right? And the anxiety to the I don't feel comfortable going. I don't feel this or I don't feel that. And so I think as a coach, it, it helped put in perspective that obviously soccer is, is a game, right? There's, it's a soccer is a small piece in a much bigger puzzle. Uh, and I think that's something that, uh, you know, you, you see it and, and really put, put, put a premise or put, a, put an emphasis on, you know, what's truly, truly important when these, when these young adults come to college. It's to make them a better person. So when they leave here, they can help impact you know, the, the workplace or, or the next step of their life in a positive way. I love that answer. In college, you played soccer at James Madison. Yeah. So what are your, what are your yeah. first thoughts that come to mind when you think of your time in Harrisonburg? I loved, I mean, you know, it was an awesome place. You know, I, I'll never forget a story. I, uh, I went on a lot of different visits um, and, and was fortunate enough to get recruited by some, some really good schools. And uh, I'll, I remember being with the, the JMU men's soccer team and I think I committed on a napkin I think they made me write it like hey I'm gonna come here and it was just one of those places that I felt was home uh you know you got the mountains right there it was a beautiful campus the uh, the coaching staff were, were terrific um you know they were top 15 they, they've always been they're doing they, you know the new staff has done an unbelievable job as well um it's crazy to think that I look at pictures now and I don't recognize half the campus I mean yeah. it was like the, the, what they've done now it, the, the campus is even better. You know, they got the soccer specific facility and uh, you know, the guys over there that I know on both staff uh, it's crazy. I, I'm like, man, I wish I could go back now and then go to college because what they've done and the investment they've made is it's been awesome. I feel the same. Anytime I look back at my old college, it's like, wait, wait, when did you guys get this? This was, no, this was, this was a parking lot. This was a dirt road. Yeah. Yeah. We were pretty good. <laughs> now you got three different practice fields. You got your own locker rooms. Like, like we had to walk, we had to take a school bus up to the field. Like, I'm like, what is going on? So, yeah, yeah blessed. Blessed to, uh, to be able to at least say I'm an alumni there, though. And uh, it's a great place, one that I'll always remember. Your professional career included MLS stops in both New York and Philadelphia. Yeah. So when you look back at your career, what are the memories that stand out? Yeah, you know, I just a, just a little boy from Rhode Island. And uh, I've got a picture in my office, you know, of me going against David Beckham, you know, right back in there. And, um, you know, at the time, you know, David Beckham, right? Yeah. And you, you we're on the field with him and get to play in two unbelievable cities uh you know with an incredible fan base and just just the ability to say that you know I was fortunate enough to play at the highest level here in, in America uh, doing something that you love uh you know I my mom I went back Christmas this year and uh she had like a collage book she was like take this back with you and I was looking through it and I'll remember in 2001 
it was what are you what are you know what what are you going to be remembered as and it was like what is each player or each kid going to do and i i'm going to you know be a professional soccer player and i want to score and they'll scream it on the spanish channel you know and i was like so it was uh it was pretty neat to uh to wake up every day and then you get a chance to sign autographs for kids. You know, I, I remember as a kid, I used to be one of those that was, you know, I had so many autographs had posters on my wall and it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. Both New York and Philly were, were great people, uh, great organizations and, and the fans embraced you as, as one of their own. So very fortunate, very blessed to, uh, to have done it in, in those two great cities. I know it's a tough call, but louder fans new york well, or philly the thing was is like the hardest was when i was in new york we played at meadowland stadium okay. so you had eighty thousand, you know seats yeah. well at twenty thousand, you you know you start getting them spread out the stadium looks empty yeah. you played in philly with the, the duke fans and and they were i mean it was they were cranking the sons of ben were they let you know that they were there so I know now with a new facility and arena, I, I'm going to step out of this one. And this one's going to be a tough one for me because I haven't been there in a while and I, and I want to upset any people. So on an off day for food, better city for food, Philly or New York. Golly. I mean, that's another good one. Cause, it, cause mean, Philly's got, Philly's got chicken and peats and that's tough. Yeah, to they do. They do. And I'm a big, I love the barstool guys. So, uh, one bite, everybody knows the rules. So, he does Philly cheesesteaks, he does pizza, two of which are my favorites. I didn't eat healthy as a player. I definitely don't <laughs> eat healthy now. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I lived right in Old City for Philly, and so we had a lot of different yeah. places to go to. So I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I guess I'll let you slide now. We'll, we'll yeah, make you pick sides on that. Yeah. As a coach, what do you know now about the sport that you wish you would have known when you started yeah, that, you know, that's that's one that I think, you know, everyone says, if I wish I knew now or I knew before, you know, it would be, but I just look at it and, and I was so, as, as, a, as a, you know, as a young kid, I was so enamored with, with just being really good at something. Like, I didn't like it if I wasn't, right? So, if I, you know, when I started playing soccer, I stunk. I was terrible. I just ran around and, you know, my mom showed me a video one day and, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm not very good. This, this isn't good, you know? And so... It bothered me, and so I then dedicated a lot of time, and, and I'm one that I like to have skill. Technique is something that's really, really important to me. So I got my own rule where I just trained every day just on the skill side of it, the skill side of it, the skill side of it. And so now as a coach, you look at the skill side of it, but now developing the mental side, right, and the intangibles of, okay, how do you deal with pressure? How do you deal with situations that, you know, come up, right? And I think that's – People in life that deal with adversity are ones that usually are good leaders, but they, they have success because they understand that this is all part of the process and, and it's never just going to constantly just be all great. There's going to be ups and downs and the ones that can have more steady ups instead of the big downs will, will be the ones that have success. So I think the mental side of it and then understanding that failure is good. Failure means yeah. you're, you're going out of your comfort zone and you're helping understand what it takes. And, and the other thing is, is I say this to, you know, to, to, to recruits, I say this to parents, you know, take it, take soccer in, take soccer out. If you don't love something, if you're not passionate about something that when you get tired or it gets tough, most people are going to quit because they're going to go, why? I, I don't, I hate this. Right. Yeah. And, and so if you genuinely love something, it's an opportunity for you to grow and you, and you'll get through it because you're like, I love this. Like this is this is the next step. So I've been very blessed. Like soccer is, is what I know. It's what I love. And, uh, you know, I feel like I was put on this earth to help 
continue to guide and, and, and enlighten, but share all the wisdom and, and, the, and the experiences and memories that I have in this game and, uh, and also in real life. Soccer continues to become more popular in the United States, both men's and women's, especially we're seeing some of the athletes come over. I remember yeah. catching a, a Galaxy match with Zlatan and yeah. just, the, just the, you're seeing the increase everywhere. What does the sport need to do to continue its ascent? Yeah, I think they've put a, a big emphasis and in, in, in an investment in both MLS and NWSL in, yeah. in that both men and women's, you see the numbers, you see the fans, uh, you know, soccer specific facilities. It's awesome. And it's made such a difference. And, uh, you know, we've been blessed now, I think, on both sides, both national teams, where we've got a lot of young young talent, really, really good players um, on both the men and women's side. And I think that's a testament because we're putting money into the sport. We're, yeah. we're allowing, you know, the females, obviously the success that they've had has been unbelievable, right? Last World Cup, you know, empowered to, to really be a voice, which has been incredible. Uh, you know, obviously being in the women's game, I think it's awesome. I think it helps. I don't think there's a better time to be involved in women's soccer right now. Um, with everything that's going on. So very excited. But I think just the continued investment in both, you know, both men and women's in terms of letting the youth continue to to, to enjoy it. And and you see these kids that are playing on the side of the street. You see them playing in the parking lot. That's that's the joy. That's the that's what's overseas. It's yeah. it's life overseas, right? It's everything. And now you're starting to see a lot of these younger players, both men and female, having success not only here, but overseas, and it's starting to translate as a country as a whole. You know, I had this conversation just recently, too. Soccer's in such a prime position to move into that next echelon of the, yeah. top, the top four, top three sports in the U.S., and a big part of it, I think, is the time, right? A baseball match, three right. or four hours, football, three or four hours. Who has three or four hours in their day to do anything? Soccer, right. an hour and a half, you're in and right. out. So I, I yeah. see that ascension. You mentioned Beckham earlier. Who are the top athletes you've ever shared a pitch with? Yeah, Beckham, obviously, uh, you know, obviously Landon Donovan was incredible. You know, he was one that, you know, is, is, will go down as one of the best U.S. soccer players of, of all time. You know, he was someone that when you saw him on the field, you were like, man, this is the guy, you know, because he's a little bit shorter. But yeah. I'll tell you, I, I had 10 yards on him one day and he, he just walked by me like I was standing still. So I, I remember seeing him and then looking at the back of his jersey. That was that was one I'll remember. Uh Juan Pablo on hell when I was at New York was, you know, he's an unbelievable ambassador for Columbia, played at River Plate. Um, he was someone that he was older in his career and he was the first one there. He was the last one to leave. He took care of his body, he did all the things that as a pro you, you need to do. And so he really mentored me uh, in a way that it allowed me to say, hey, if this guy's doing it and he's been around, he's proven, and he, you know, he makes good money. I'm a young kid, you know, I haven't arrived. You know, this is a guy that's arrived, that's been there, that's done it, who can just show up and come in and come out. And he was the one that did it. So, uh, you know, those guys were, were ones that I shared the pitch with on a, on a regular basis in terms of Juan Pablo. Um, Donovan played against them a number of different times. Uh, you know, you, you had a lot, you know, Robbie Keane was, was one that, you know, obviously L.A., you see a lot of superstars that transcend to the New Yorks, to the LAs, you know, and, and places like that. Um, but it was, you know, it, it was, it was one that I got a chance to meet a lot of great people. Um, and then a lot of good friendships that I still have to this day. And it was a lot of good things. So I, like I said, I've been very, very blessed. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been awesome. Uh, you know, and, and stuff. So it's been, it's been good. You're a leader to many young athletes. So who are the leaders that have been important in your life? I, I've been, I, like I use 
blessed a lot. But I, I you know, my father is is someone that he trained me kind of like a like an Earl Woods uh, did, and <laughs> you know, he would he would we would go out every day, you know, and it was driven by me. But it was a it was a love that you know I I am extremely and forever grateful to have. Uh, he is he's someone that is my best friend. Uh, you know, so he's one that I've, I've really, you know, I've really leaned on in, in certain times. Uh, another one is, was my old boss is, uh, Jay Antlick. He was one that he was a mentor to me, you know, as I was getting into the college game, uh, you know, he was at, he's at Columbus state. He helped me. Um, he was just, he was an unbelievable coach. He was even a better person. And, uh, you know, again, I've had some really good leaders in, in my life that have helped guide, um, you know, guide and, and answer questions for me. You know, I use Mark Recorian all the time as a reference from Florida State, who's won national championships and coached some of the best players in the world, uh, you know, and ask him for guidance and, and stuff. So I've been blessed to have a nice, I would say, system or a group of friends that I can, can call on and, and ask and really listen. And they'll give me, you know, they'll give me their honest take. Uh, and I think that's important when you're, when you're bouncing ideas off of people. You need them to be honest. You need them to tell you, what they think, uh, yeah. but you also need to trust that they're giving you the right information and not just setting you up for, for failure. Yeah, that's definitely a strong set of allies. I know one thing that's a lot more important now that maybe not when you're so much as a player, uh, mental health. So for you as a coach, you've got to be in optimal health to be the leader to yeah. your athletes. So what do you do to make sure you're in the right mental mindset? Do you use aspects of meditation, visualization, journaling, or anything of those? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think you think about mindset, I think growth mindset's the biggest in, in that you have to be willing to say you were wrong, but you also have to be willing to, to listen to other people. You know, I think that's a lot of times people think that because they don't know the answer, that, that people think that they don't know what they're doing. And that's, that's not the case. I think I, there, I, I could, I would love to, to have people challenge you and go, well, why'd you do this? You know, and that's, the, the people that I can talk to, we challenge each other going, okay, I, I get it, but how about this? And how about this? And so when you're allowed to sit here and say, yeah, that was an awesome idea. And it comes from maybe criticism, but in a positive way, I think that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway that you can get is by putting yourself in an environment where you're vulnerable to new ideas, because that shows that you're secure enough to say, hey, I'm not right. And that's okay. And the only way I'm going to get better is by by accepting that coach has such a fantastic response i admire leaders who are willing to say i don't know or i messed up yeah. so many times we see the opposite and i admire that Correct. so much are you a reader i am i awesome. am awesome awesome best book you've read over the last best book or most memorable book over the last year wow uh, that's a tough one so i just finished uh i like jack reacher so i was okay. flint's flynn uh I've read, I'm trying to think of the last, the, the leadership book I just read that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm reading one now that actually one of my mentors just told me, uh, I'll give them a little plug. Um, yeah. Let me see. He said, uh, The Coach's Guide to Teaching. So it's okay. by Doug Moff. And uh, I, I think, again, anything that you can embrace with leadership, you know, I read stuff on Nick Saban. You know, I've, I've read a ton of stuff on Gino Oriyama. Right, yeah. guys that have had tons of success, or females that have had tons of success in, in a particular field. Um, that's something that I'm I'm big in. I'm reading a Mitch uh, Mitch Rapp book right now, uh, and it's again, it's like a black ops, but it's he's he's the best counterterrorist that they have, right? And so in the agency, so he he thinks differently, 
And so I'm, I'm always intrigued. I love the matrix, not because of Keanu Reeves, but because of, because he was the one, right. Yeah. And you had to believe to go through it and, and stuff like that. So I'm, 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 I'm motivated. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited about people that are the best in their field because I'm curious to see how they got there. Right. Yeah. And the work that they put in and, and the sacrifices that they made. And again, like you said earlier, just being able to say, yeah, that was on me. I got no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna try Jackie Reacher out then. I trust your opinion. I'm gonna try yeah, that. Yeah, it's, so it's it's good. I mean, it's it, now the one thing I will say is so the book, Jack Reacher, he's like six three, two fifty, and he's this he's this ex marine, and then Tom Cruise played him in the last movie. So I, I you know, five eight, hundred pounds. It's a little tough yeah. to still say he's Jack Reacher, but uh, no, it's it's good. It's something different. Okay. Um, you know, it's one that like I said, I'm I try and take thirty forty five minutes a day. To either read that or read something on leadership. Uh, you know, I follow John Gordon. I follow certain people on Twitter that uh, that have Simon Sinek. You know, the guys that that preach different things, and it's just different to take their their spin on it and and see how they how they adapt to it. Starkville, one of the best college towns in the world. In fact, with the Stark nickname Vegas. of Stark Vegas. I mean, what a nickname. So for someone visiting Stark Vegas, what are your recommendations? Yeah, I think the the cool part about being here is it's it's such a college town that there's not there's not really a lot to miss because it's all, it's, you're all there. The people are what make it special. Uh, you know, you're not going to see an Outback Steakhouse. You're not going to see a Target. You're going to see, <laughs> yeah, you're going to see mom and pop places. You know, there's a, there's a barbecue place, little Dewey's. That's awesome. Right. That's, that's got character, you know, a bulldog burger that you take, you know, you take players to. Um, it, it's a quaint town that has charm. It's got character, but it's it's the people, right? It's the sixty thousand that are that are tailgating on game day. It's the seventeen thousand that go to a baseball game on Wednesday, yeah. right? It's the fifteen thousand, obviously pre-COVID, that would lock down the stadiums in basketball, right? It's 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 that family, you know. And I know schools say, "Oh, it's family, family, family." This is truly one that embraces each sport, and they want to they want to help support it. So, you know, you come in. The restaurants are important. Just the campus. The amount of times that you know kids have come on campus and they go, I never would have expected this because the stigma of Mississippi. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's a beautiful campus and and people people they come here love it. So I had a buddy who went there because um, you guys have a strong meteorology department there. It's a lot yeah, of meteorologists. Weather, we got weather. Weather is the biggest one. Yeah, one of every three weathermen from us. That's insane. That's insane. I know. I don't know. We'll mark it down. Mark it down. I'm gonna make it a point to get to Stark Vegas. We'll go to Dewey's. Yeah. We'll make Listen, it happen. Listen, you you hit me up. We'll go. We'll go to Dewey's. We'll go. We'll, I'm going to we'll take you up on that. How about goals for you for the rest of the year? Maybe a couple for you personally, and then maybe a couple for the organization. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think patience is something that a coach has to have. Uh, you know, I know my mom would say, listen, you need to be better. You need to be more patient. They're trying. That's her number one thing. And uh, so patience, I think, is, is important. But trying to be the best, you know, coach friend to the, to the staff, you know, to the head coach, trying to be the best assistant that I can be for him. And obviously for the staff, for the players, uh, be the best son I can be. Uh, I think that's important for my family, be a best brother, uh, you know, cliche stuff, but I think, you know, I, I've got personal goals in that I want to grow. I want to try and do different things. Uh, you know, say yes more and, and not, but, but, and, you know, we get yeah. to do this, but no, yeah, yeah. We, it's going to be tough and it's going to be something that's going to be pretty rewarding instead yeah. of, but it's going to be tough, right? Yeah. I know you're tired, but instead, I know you're tired and 
this is something we get to do every day because we yeah. love it. So doing that and then for the, for the group, it's just to get better every day. I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. And Belichick says it, do your job, right? Every day, do yeah. your job. If we can just grow and get better every single day, I think that's something that's important. And we say it all the time, win the day, win that day. So you have an opportunity every day to win it or lose it. If you work really, really hard, did you win that day? And down the road, if you see that you keep winning the day, then you're going to be where you want to be. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important. But no, I appreciate you having me. Honestly, yeah. it was, uh, I, I've enjoyed, you know, just seeing the last couple of articles with the Olympics and stuff like that. And the people that you're following, it's, uh, it's neat, man. It's awesome what you do. You know, thank you, man. I, thank you. I, thank you. If I can help in any way, let me know. But I look forward to, to seeing it. But thanks again for having me. So I hope we chat again. If you need me or anything, you, you let me know, buddy. I'm always here. Perfect. I'll be rooting for you guys every step of the way out here in Arizona. So I appreciate you, Randall. Stay safe, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Nick. Be sure to give him a follow on social media and follow along with Mississippi State. You can visit Mississippi State's website at hailstate.com. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.